Thanks for tuning in to Women in Product Marketing. I am your host, Mary Sheehan with Adobe. This week, I sit down with Jasmine Anderson-Taylor, who leads PMM at Instacart, to discuss all things related to B2C. We focus on the ideal qualities for B2C marketers to have, the role that brand plays in product marketing, and what your 30, 60, 90 entails at a new org. Another thing that Jasmine emphasizes is the importance of a unique and diverse skill set across your team and why this is really crucial to consider when hiring. I love this conversation and I'm so happy to share it with you. Shout out to our sponsor, Clue. That's Clue with a K, the leading competitive enablement platform for product marketers who drive revenue for their business. Clue helps you collect, curate, and distribute competitive insights to enable sales and revenue teams to win more deals. Share real-time insights across your organization with Clue's dynamic battle cards, delivered everywhere your sales reps live, and allowing them to contribute insights from the field. It's competitive strategy as a key lever of revenue. Elevate your role and outmaneuver, outplay, and outmatch the competition with Clue. This show is produced by Shareberg, the knowledge sharing platform for the fastest growing teams. It's the place to get on-demand answers for your questions and learn from leaders in the top of their field. Want more advice and insights? Head to Sharebird.com. All right, let's do this. Hello and welcome to Women in Product Marketing. I'm thrilled today to be interviewing Jasmine Taylor, the Senior Director of Product Marketing at Instacart. Jasmine has had a phenomenal product marketing career at the likes of Uber, LinkedIn, and Amex. Welcome, Jasmine. So excited to have you on the show today. Thanks, Mary. I'm excited to be here. All right. Well, let's start off with our season four question, which is who inspires you? Yeah. So I have to say it's my children. I have three daughters, age five, four, and 19 months. I've lost count. Yeah. And I will say like, truly they inspire me every day. My oldest, her name is Ruby and she is quite the artist. We can see each other here. I wish I could have brought in some of her work, but it's actually all over the house. And yeah, I think like they inspire me to look at every day in a fresh way. Right. And just like start the day with a fresh outlook and through their eyes, I can totally see the world as like full of possibility, right? Like nothing is impossible. And so I'd have to say my three girls. Wow. That's so crying. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I mean, they're just so they're explorers. They are critical thinkers and they move through the world. They forgive quickly. They can move on. Like they've inspired me in so many ways. So That's so beautiful. Jasmine, that's such a wonderful way to start this off. So awesome to hear that. (laughs) Well, I want to hear all about your role. We, of course, had Laura Jones on the show, who's now the CMO of Instacart in the very first season. So I want to hear about your role as the Senior Director of Product Marketing there. Tell us more. Yes. So it's truly kind of a culmination and a dream job for me. I'm like living my dream job right now. I joined Instacart about a year ago, kind of the charter of like really building out product marketing for the company and the function, a function I'm deeply passionate about. So my job has been to really build out PMM across all four sides of the marketplace, consumer, yes, shopper, retailer. And we had an existing ads PMM team before I joined and kind of like just really building out the functions across 
across the board. And I'm corely focused on the consumer side of the business, but it gives me the opportunity to do the magic work that PMMs do. So both like building the go-to-market muscle for Instacart, but also having a seat at the product table and really helping the product team, partnering with the product team to envision what's next for the company, for the platform, for the customer experience. So it's been a lot of fun. That's so amazing. Well, I love talking to product marketing leaders because so many of us feel like we're in our dream job. And it's such a good reminder when it's not every day is probably a dream working, but that's so inspirational to hear that you got to that point. And thanks for sharing how you're building the team, creating structure and just growing it. That's so cool. Yes. What are some of the things that you wish you knew in your first years of product marketing that you've learned since? Oh, yeah. So I think my first job kind of putting my toe in the water of product marketing was actually at LinkedIn because Mm -hmm. at American Express, I was much more in a performance marketing role. For a little while, I did a bit of technical program management, but LinkedIn was my first time as a true PMM. And back then it was still an early function. So folks were still defining, well, what exactly is a product marketer? And And one of the things that I came in and started doing right away was just like feature marketing, right? And so the thing you do there is you define the value prop and you just try to sell it in, right? Like, hey, this product is great. This feature is great. You should adopt it. (laughs) And the thing that I learned over time was, yes, that's a big part of it. What is the product magic? But the other part of that is how does that product magic truly speak to a customer's life and experience, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's called the tension. Sometimes it's called the customer insight, but like really what is that shared human truth that really makes this product find a place in someone's heart and mind, right? And it took a few cycles of launching product to figure out that there's that magic that needs to happen. And like I said, I was pretty, now that's a known part of the discipline, right? Like you can go to any product marketing conference and they will start with that customer insight as like first step in that event or day or in that content. But back then we were still learning kind of what even do PMMs do, but it's something that's carried with me throughout the rest of my career. That's really great. And it's a good reminder, frankly, I think when you're stepping into a new role or looking at your roadmap, it's kind of easy to lean on the what instead of the why. Why? So (laughs) that's such a good reminder for anyone at any stage of product marketing, but glad you learned that lesson and could share it with us today. What about when you're starting out in a new product marketing role? So how do you think about your first 90 day goals when you're coming in as the new head of product marketing or you know, stepping into a new part of the org? Yeah. I mean, given I've only been in my current role a year, I can kind of speak from experience a little bit, but what I would say is if we were to break it into like 30, 60, 90 in the first 30, it's like the same job. It's the same role you would take with any function, which is to really start with listening. It's hard to do because like many places you jump in, you're in the deep end of the pool. You got to just start swimming and start doing, but it's important to do as much as you can to listen, right? Listen both to the product team, understand what their priorities are. Of course, how do all the products work? What do they believe those core value props are, but also listen to customers. I had the fortunate opportunity when I started at Instacart 
MasterCard a year ago, I came in right at a timing where there was a big research project underway. So I got to listen to consumers and shoppers and hear about their everyday experiences on our platform. And it helped to just build a foundation for a deeper understanding of the product and of the experience and the things that both we do well and the things we could do better just by truly hearing from customers first. And then in like that next 60 to 90, it's really about true partnership with product, coming up with that roadmap and plan or joining that existing roadmap, depending on like the timing of which you're coming in, but really taking all that you've learned from the listening that you've done and applying it to that product roadmap. And so sometimes that's going to happen in tandem, (laughs) like in real life, they're not sequential, but it's important to carve out time during that window to do both of those. That's such great advice. I am two weeks into a new role. Congratulations. (laughs) I am kind of knee deep in the listening tour part of it. And you're right. It is hard because I'm already getting pulled into a lot of awesome meetings and projects and things like that, but I need to take a step back and I don't know the customer. I don't know the product yet. So I need to have that foundation in order to be successful. So at any level, I think that's such important advice. And then you can be a lot more effective at your job, but don't come in just <laughs> jumping right in to the pool right. on the deep end. Need yeah. to have that foundation. Love that. I remember back when I first started Instacart, just telling my cross-functional stakeholders and partners, hey, I don't know what I don't know. Yeah. So you'll have to tell me, right? It doesn't matter what function, whether it's the product function, CRM, research, point me in the right direction, right? Like I need to understand and learn. And so just really making sure people understand you're in listening mode and not just in decision-making mode is important too. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's move into a couple of your AMA questions now. So I know you have many areas of expertise, but one area of focus for you obviously is consumer product marketing. So one thing to kick off was wanting to understand what qualities in a B2B marketer do you think are applicable on the consumer product marketing side? And is there anything that a B2B marketer could do to improve and to maybe make that gap a little bit smaller? Yeah. I mean, given I've had the fortunate opportunity, at least in these early stages at Instacart to spend a great deal of time with the B2B PMMs at the company. And the greatest learning I've had from the time we've spent together is that there isn't a huge chasm in terms of like skill set between a B2C PMM and a B2B PMM, because fundamentally you're starting with customer, Mm -hmm. right? You're starting with the customer insights, whether your customer is one of millions of consumers or one of thousands of enterprise companies, you're still starting with real insights about the customer and then building out both the influence you want to make on the product roadmap, as well as the go-to-market strategy from that core understanding. And of course, as you pivot to go-to-market, the channels look a lot different, right? Like paid social looks different. CRM looks different. The mechanics might be similar, but they're definitely different in how they manifest themselves. But really the core skill set isn't that different different for PMM. And so, yeah, it's the secret sauce, right? Like, I think there's certainly parts of it where like, yes, there are certain B2B PMM functions that will work most closely with sales, right? And a consumer product marketer won't. They'll talk directly to the consumer. But in the end, it's all coming from kind of a shared core set of skills. So if I were a B2B PMM looking to move into B2C or vice versa, I would start there right? In terms of crafting my story to that hiring manager or that marketing lead is that like in the end, the fundamentals are the same. And then it's just in the execution, some parts do change, but like the strategic part 
is very much shared. And I have seen that a bit in the PMMs at Instacart, for instance, there are a few say like on the ads PMM side who are focused on ads tools, right? Whether it's a sponsored product feature or things like that, which are facing CPG brands, but they're coming from a place of very deep understanding of a consumer's experience with those products. Right. And so like, I can see where like, even in that very B2B focused role engagement with sales and sales enablement is still corely a piece of that is really understanding the experience for in customers. So I say all that to say, I see some B2B PMMs as almost having that dual understanding, depending on the type of product it is. Right. Definitely. That's great to hear. I think it's kind of daunting. And I recently made the transition from B2B to consumer product marketing. Yeah, yeah, it seems like a big hurdle to jump over, but you're totally right. It's about understanding the customer, Mm -hmm. about understanding those insights. And then how do you translate it to the go to market, which is probably where there are the most differences. And then obviously the sales part is missing when you come to B2C. So I love how you describe that. And I think you made it sound a little less scary. People (laughs) <laughs> to yeah. make the jump. So thank you. <laughs> what do you look for in the backgrounds of aspiring consumer product marketers when you're thinking about hiring them? Well, yeah, I've been doing my fair share of hiring these days. Oh, great to hear. Uh, yeah. And the one thing that I've evolved kind of in my hiring approach, especially for product marketing has been, depend. obviously you are hiring people at different levels for different areas and levels of responsibility. That aside, I do think that building product marketing teams that have varied backgrounds is quite impactful. Right. So for instance, on my current team, we have people who have brand marketing backgrounds, traditional, like classic PMMs. We have a few performance marketers even. Right. And when you think about it from a leadership perspective, it's a powerful thing to bring together a group of people who have kind of varied strategic experience who can both learn from each other because ultimately PMM is this like very broad function where you have to have the ability to tell epic stories. You have to understand go to market and products and how they work, but you also need to have a good handle on performance. Right. Mm -hmm. And like how to really impact performance, measure performance and so on. So I tend to build teams that have that very skilled background. But then when it comes to like, what am I looking for at the core? Like I'm looking for potential PMMs who can really demonstrate strategic thinking and the ability to prioritize effectively. So on the strategic thinking side, that's why I said like people come from different backgrounds. I totally look for that. I think the diversity of skill set and diversity of team overall is critically important, but I'm really looking for, can you really rationally identify a problem and a way to solve it all rooted in like a customer centric approach and then then once you've figured out what that solution is, how do you start to think through prioritization? Because a big part of what PMMs do is not just figure out what to do, but when to do it, mm-hmm. how to do it, and what will it take to get it done, right? And so if you can kind of do those things at their core, then like there's a space for you on my team. So yeah. Awesome. That's yeah. great to hear. And are you hiring right now? Not right now. We just filled our last spot for a little while, but you never great. know, right? We'll, we'll keep an eye out on LinkedIn. It sounds like a we'll great do. Yes. <laughs> Please check LinkedIn. Keep LinkedIn in your check jobs there, but soon I'm sure. Definitely. And I know that Instacart has an amazing brand and you guys have spent a lot of time and effort on that. And it really comes through from everything from the customer experience, any ad campaigns that you see and just kind of the overall sentiment. 
Mm -hmm. But what role would you say brand plays in product marketing? How are you partnering specifically with the brand team? And how do you think about it with such a well-known brand as Instacart? Yeah, I think the partnership between PMM and brand, well, Instacart in most places, or I would venture to say probably all places, though I haven't worked everywhere, is a very strong, close connection and partnership. Many of the initiatives that I've worked on in my past career that I'm even working on now is in very close collaboration with our brand and our brand team. And I think part of that is because PMM, right? We're the voice of product to the customer, but our product voice should be manifested through our brand voice. Like our brand voice and our product voice shouldn't be two different voices, if that makes sense. And so a lot of what we do on the PMM side is definitely defining value props, product positioning, reasons to believe that positioning, but it's all rooted back in our brand's ethos, right? Our brand's purpose, our brand's vision. And these things are very interconnected. And so one of the things that like I've really enjoyed about actually my PMM career is that I've had so many opportunities to build product marketing campaigns that really tell stories with the same sort of rigor as a brand story can tell, right? And so really speaking to the people who use the product and the reasons to believe that, and it's always wrapped in the brand. And so that's been a big part of the work that I've done and the experiences I've had. So I don't think you can have one without the other. I remember once, not in my current job, but a product design leader, very senior leader I worked with once upon a time told me the product is the brand and the brand is the product. And there's a lot of debate on that across different companies. But if you take that to heart as a PMM, what that means is like close collaboration with brands so that every time you show up, it feels very consistent and resonant with the brand and not like a completely different experience for the customer. Totally. That's such a good point. Well, Instacart, I wanted to share is how I make my life work. So (laughs) me too, for sure. As a working mom, I think. Yes. Right. It's truly a multiplier, like for real. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that I love that sentiment that, you know, even when you're making product decisions or campaign decisions, you know, brand should be something that's the front and center on a kind of a tactical level. I've been working through some positioning and messaging exercises and not necessarily with Adobe, but for other projects, who do you think owns things like the tone? Like, where do you draw the swim lanes? Yeah. Oh, the good old swim lane question. Yes. (laughs) Gotta love it. That'll Um, love that for me, will you? (laughs) No, no. Well, it's interesting because I do think when it comes to defining the tone, I see it as a partnership actually between what might be like our, it varies at different companies, but a brand creative writing team Mm -hmm. and a partnership with content strategy. Agree. And sometimes those functions live together. Sometimes they live separately, but in the end, right, it's the people who are writing our marketing communications. And then the people who are writing the communications throughout the touch points of the app and is like the magic sauce. And then PMM, we're just a bridge sometimes, right? Like we're there to collaborate. We're there to provide input. We're there to make sure that the eyes stay on the consumer insights prize. And like, we don't venture off in one direction or another. We stay grounded in insights, but truly it's a co-ownership. I think between people who write for the product and people who write for the marketing channels. Totally. And I think that there's so much that we do as product marketers that we don't need to do everything. And that is something when you're working at a company that has all of these functions like brand and content strategy, we don't need to own. We bring the value prop. We bring the customer insight. We don't need to bring the exact wording to 
Right. No. <laughs> yeah. And I will like, there are certain points, right. In your PMM career where like either the team is too small or you're at a startup or sometimes you do have to hold the pen. Like I've definitely been the person I've written some emails in my time, yes. right. Like, <laughs> guilty. I've definitely done it. And I apologize to whoever have received those emails, but truly when you are a true, like built out cross-functional team, like it's upon the PMM to really find the experts and make sure the experts are in the room. And you're making sure that like that collaboration happens that that value prop is the focus like you said bringing those folks together to collaborate on the tone and you become a core contributor but yeah you don't have to own everything yeah good, good reminder right <laughs> well great well I can't believe it but we're already here at our rapid fire questions okay. and this first one is a fun one who have been your strongest PMM mentors this one's like a softball. <laughs> and so Laura Jones, she is the current CMO of Instacart. Woo! And, and actually, fun fact, Laura and I have been working together for quite some time. She was my manager for the entire time that I spent at Uber, which was like, wow, amazing. Yes. And so she's definitely like a OG product marketer, right? Like she's been at it for a long time. And I've learned a lot from her, both in terms of the approach to product marketing and really being very design centered and focused when you think about ways in which you create magical customer experiences. And I've been inspired by her ability to do things like influencing product and products direction. And she's done a lot of that in her career as well. And then I'd say I've just been truly inspired by her leadership and her leadership style. I think she's someone who's just always truly committed to the team, uplifting the team, up leveling the team and being kind of the fearless leader and all those capacities. And so it's just been a true gift working with her. So wonderful yeah. to hear. I got lucky. Yeah. I got yeah. Lucky. We obviously love yeah. her yeah. on the show. Oh, and yeah. That's right. <laughs> I yeah. think she's another great example of PMM being the future of CMOs. So right. that was so exciting to see her get that promotion recently. And just so cool for women everywhere too. I think, you know, she's just like a, a badass. So it's really cool to see how she's yeah. been such a great leader for the Uber team and now over at Instacart and just seems to be crushing it. So awesome to have her as someone that can be your mentor. Yeah, for sure. Well, this is a hard one, but if you could boil it down, what is one thing that's been most important in terms of growing your career? Yeah, this is tough. I would say like, because <laughs> I feel like there are a ton of things I've learned along the way, but part of that, I would say most important would have to be making sure that no matter what job it is, what role it is, there are parts of the role that really do stretch me and help me grow. And that's like in those spaces where you feel like slightly uncomfortable mm -hmm. by the job, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, there's always going to be the part where like you get a new job opportunity based on your past experience and you know, the things you're really good at, you know, the things that you're better at than most, right? Like, you know, you can nail those things, but just making sure that there's always room and opportunity in whatever new role that is that makes you feel stretched and challenged, keeps you up a little bit at night thinking about the problem and trying to solve it. And that's just helped me continue to feel that growth in every single step of my career. And when I'm not feeling that discomfort, I got to go and try and start to try and find it, right? Even within the current role you're in, just looking for those places where you can stretch. That's so great. And I think, yeah, it's definitely scary when you realize, oh, wow, I'm in this totally new industry where I, I just got a promotion. Am I ready for this? But yeah. otherwise it's boring. And what's the point of it? 
Oh, exactly. I'll say, frankly, especially as a working mom, like the ROI is in being feeling like I'm growing in a real way and I'm learning new things and I'm able to contribute to something outside myself in a meaningful way. And that equals like positive ROI, at least for me as a working mom. That's amazing. Yeah. If you're going to spend your time at work, it needs to be exciting and doing something. Got to make it worth it. Yeah, yeah for sure. Love it. Great. Well, one or two more questions for you. <laughs> How did you get to where you are? I'd love to hear more about your path. Ooh, okay. How did I get? So it's a twisty, turny sort of path, but I started my kind of job career at a nonprofit just after undergrad. And the reason was I studied engineering in undergrad, loved the academic aspect of it. And then it was time to find a job. And I was like, but I don't want to be an engineer. Fair. <laughs> right. And I'm sure that resonates with many people. So I studied, I went really deep on this very technical job or discipline and decided I didn't want to do it full time. And one of my former college professors said like, well, you don't have any like obligations, go and give back to other people. Oh. There'll come a time in your life where things like your bills and your kids' future education and things will weigh in on your decision-making as far as your career is concerned, but it's just you. So like go and use you to give to other people. And I followed that advice and it was a great gift because I got a chance to both learn how to work, but give back at the same time and did that for several years and decided I love school so much. Let's go back to business school, went to business school, found marketing, just taking different business classes. And I was like, Oh, I like this. Like there's a true analytical part of this that I love, but then there's like the opportunity to be creative and tell other stories. So like the left and right brain were both just like going crazy when I started studying marketing. So got my marketing started Amex did that for a few years. It's like, I think it's Amex and other bit large companies. It's like a a place where you put on your marketing training wheels. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like a really solid marketer. You understand the fundamentals. I'll always be grateful to Amex for that opportunity. And then family brought me back to California and I came back, didn't really have a plan as far as the job was concerned and started looking around for jobs that were like both technical, but also creative. And I found PMM at LinkedIn. It was very serendipitous, if you will. And then started there, worked there a few years and then wanted something that was just wanted to up the ante on the challenge, wanted to own a broader piece of the work and met Laura Jones through that process and ended up at Uber. And during my time at Uber, five and a half years, I spent a little bit of time on consumer PMM, but spent most of the time on the driver's side of the business, which was incredibly rewarding. Yeah. And had three kids at Uber. (laughs) And then just decided decided from there, you know, that I was just always very inspired by Instacart for the reasons you mentioned too. It's like a, it's a multiplier. It's a game changer for me. And what better product to work on than one that you love? So that's how I ended up here. Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, thank you yeah. for sharing. It's like a windy long term. That's a, not a rapid fire answer. That's okay. <laughs> PMMs tend to have a very windy path I've learned. Nice. So yeah. it's really yeah. interesting. A lot with engineering backgrounds and engineering uh-huh. college degrees lately. So it's pretty interesting to hear how we all ended up here. So I love the Genesis story. And just one last question for you. It can be rapid fire or not, but why product marketing? Ooh, I think the thing that 
when I first started at LinkedIn, I was more in the space of wanting to just like dip my toe in. Like I was new back to the Valley. What kind of job is the best job for me? I would give PMM a try. And then it stuck because I've been doing it for almost 10 years now. But I think why product marketing? I think it is like this really amazing opportunity to both impact the customer's experience, like the product experience, which has its own strategic impact on the business, like meaningful impact on the business. But it also marries with the ability to tell epic stories, right? And to connect with customers on a deeper, more intrinsic level. And so it has, I think, like the best of both worlds. It has like the best of product management and the best of brand marketing all wrapped into one kind of like kick-ass function. And so it's just kept me coming back for more. Yeah. Totally agree. And thank you so much for sharing yeah. all of your amazing insights today, Jasmine. It's been so wonderful having you on the show today. And Thanks. we wish you best of luck. Can't wait to see when you're CMO of a company in your future. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. But thanks. Thanks, Mary. Thanks so much for having me. This show is produced by Sharebird, the knowledge sharing platform for the fastest growing teams. It's the place to get on-demand answers to your questions and learn from leaders in the top of their field. Want more advice and insights? Head to sharebird.com. We'll also link Jasmine's AMA in the show notes. Shout out to our sponsor, Clue. That's Clue with a K, the leading competitive enablement platform for product marketers who drive revenue for their business.